everybody, welcome back to the Sunny Day Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. And Jillian, we're on season three. Yes. We did it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're going to be covering a couple of episodes. What are those episodes? So today, uh, in this video, we're going to be covering uh, season three, uh, episodes one and two. So Anne and Dead Man's Party. Awesome. So let's get right into Anne. Okay, so Anne is the season opener for season three, uh, originally aired September 29th, 1998, and was written and directed by Joss Whedon. Awesome. And so one thing I need to ask, is this taking place in L.A.? So um, L.A. and Sunnydale, depending on who you're talking about. Right. Well, yeah, Buffy's story. It's L.A., right? Um, Buffy's in L.A., yes. Okay. All right, so let's get into it. All right, um, so season starts with Buffy. Um, she's dreaming that she and Angel are on a beach. Um, Angel says, I'll never leave you even if you kill me. Uh, which Weirdly is kind of specific, but okay. Freaky. Um, so we see that Buffy is living kind of um, in like this super bare bones apartment in mm. LA. Um, she has a job waitressing under the, na- under the name Anne. Mm. Uh, she sees a young couple who show off their tattoos. They're not matching tattoos, but um, I'm not sure what you'd call it, but when they like put their arms next to each other, it's two halves of a heart. Yeah. So they each have a half and then they... So let's see. Um, So the girl thinks that she recognizes Buffy, Mm -hmm. uh, which she actually does because that is... Um, back in Lie to Me in season two, The Vampire Club. Yeah. That was Chantrell from The Vampire Club, who's now apparently going by the name Lily. Yeah, still making great life choices, like getting matching tattoos with random guys. Oh, I guess they're <laughs> dating, but they're like homeless, right? I think so, yeah. yeah so still making great life choices. Oh, yeah. Um. So let's see. So back at the school, so back at Sunnydale, um, there's like this awesome continuous shot of everybody at the school. It's like the first day of school. Um, You see Willow updating Giles on the Scooby slang progress. Mm. Um, They still suck, pun intended. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oz didn't, we find out that Oz didn't graduate and he has to repeat his senior year. Mm. (laughs) It was like... Uh, I think he's talking to Willow. He's like, yeah, remember how I didn't do very well in my classes last year? Yeah, remember how I kind of forgot to go? Yeah. So, So, because um, there was a whole, like, subplot about how he was, not a whole subplot, but, like, a little thing mentioned last season where he was a year older than Mm -hmm. Willow. Um, And so we find out that he has to repeat his senior year, so they'll be graduating at the same time. Yeah. Um, This is the episode where we get, like, the cool... Like Buffy or uh, Willow, kind of as Buffy at the beginning of the episode, right? Like trying to be like a cool vampire slayer. Oh, um, maybe. I don't remember if it's this episode or next episode. Right. But, uh, yeah, anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, let's see. Xander and Cordelia didn't communicate very, uh, they don't communicate very well, and they don't know what to say to each other when they're not making out. <laughs> Which honestly is a pretty high school relationship thing to happen. We all knew those people. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. This is a 
pretty much just a physical thing between you. Yeah. Great. Um, let's see. Giles has apparently spent the summer searching for Buffy. He reports into Joyce. Um, she's still upset. Tells Giles Giles that she blames him for Buffy leaving. Mm. Which, like, in hindsight, it's partially his fault because he told Buffy on multiple occasions not to tell Joyce that she was the Slayer and mm. about like that whole aspect of her life. But um, at the same time, like <laughs> Joyce did give her the ultimatum mm. about you leave this house, don't even think about coming back. Yeah. So I think there's there's blame to share between the two of them. Mm. Um, not that it's one hundred percent either of their faults. I'm sure that like if Buffy had been like, "Hey, my mom kicked me out," like. Mm. Willow would have let her stay at her place or Giles would have let her crash at his place. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. But, um, let's yeah. see. She's, uh, definitely avoiding her culpability in this. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Buffy runs into the girl again in LA who says she recognizes her as the Slayer. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I literally have, like, Halfway through my notes, I got annoyed, and I'm just like, "Here's, here's the, the rest of the plot of this episode." Here's the annoying preacher boy. Oh my god, I I have it in my notes. Okay, let's cut to the chase. There's a well-spoken guy walking around LA, going after the young homeless or um, poor population. He convinces them to go to his homeless shelter, which turns out to be a front for a demon plot to kidnap humans and use them as slave labor. Uh, the kidnapped humans are thrown through a portal into another dimension where a hundred years in the demon dimension is one day on earth. Mm -hmm. This uh, helps to explain the crazy and old homeless population seen throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. um, because as soon as they got too old to work, the demon would just kind of bring them back to earth. Mm -hmm. um, this also explains how Lily's boyfriend got super old, super quick. Like Buffy finds like a dead body of the super old guy mm -hmm. and he has the other half of their, Lily and Ricky tattoo. Um, but it's like all of a sudden he's super old. What the hell happened? Yeah, um, really sad. Uh, yeah. Not good. So, no. So the demon tries to break down the human slaves by getting them to say that they're no one. Uh, Buffy ends up in that demon dimension, kidnapped by the well spoken guy, whatever. Um, when he gets to her and he asks, like, who are you? Basically, as the audience, you're you're supposed to expect that she might answer no one because mm. if like as they've gone down the line, if people don't say no one, then they get like beaten. Yeah. Um, when he gets to Buffy, her answer is, "I'm Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and you are." So good. <laughs> um. So she fully embraces her true identity. No more Anne. Mm. Um. A fight ensues. Buffy wins and helps to free all of the slaves to get back through the portal um, and back to, like, Earth. Yeah, um, Buffy kicks so much ass in this fight. It's really awesome. Oh, yeah. And there's that awesome hero shot that mm. they use in the credits for, like, at least the rest of this season, if not, like, yeah. the rest of... Oh, it's definitely going to be in the thumbnail of this episode. Because it's yeah, so the, good. the awesome shot of her holding, like, the... Hammer it's like an and axe sickle this... thing, yeah. Yeah. It's dope. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Back in LA, Buffy hands over her uniform, job, and apartment to Lily. Um, Lily's now going to start going by the name Anne. And Buffy returns home to Sunnydale, where she 
goes up to her house, knocks on the door. Joyce answers the door and they hug and it's really sweet. It is. So a, a solid episode. Um, six out of 10 for me. What about you? I want to give it like a uh, five or a six. Yeah. In that range where it's like solid, not great. Moves the story along, gets us kind of back to the uh, status quo of the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, for a watch on or watch or pass on this one, I actually gave it a pass. Mm. Um, this is honestly my least favorite season opener of the entire series. Um, I said in my notes, you know, the biggest takeaways here are that Buffy spent summer in LA and basically mm. abandoned all of her friends who don't know um, where she is. Mm. That could very easily have been covered in a previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer opener. Otherwise, this is a pretty standalone episode. Mm. My favorite episodes are when our favorite characters are interacting. And with so much of this episode forcing Buffy to be alone and depressed in L.A., it's just not one of my turn two episodes. Fair enough. All right. So what episode do we have next? Uh, So next is Dead Man's Party, season three, episode two. Originally aired October 6, 1998, written by Marty Noxon Mm -hmm. and directed by James Whitmore Jr. All right. Here we go. Dead Man's Party. I like this episode. I do. Too. Right. I think it's so funny. <laughs> Me too. Marty Noxon's really good at writing like really funny episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Buffy and Joyce are getting used to being around each other again. Joyce is hanging up some art from the gallery. I have in my notes. Wait, doesn't she work at the gallery? Did she buy the angry Ooh. mask or did she Ooh. just take it to decorate her own house? Ooh, that's some uh, ethical guidelines she might be just... I just don't understand. They're like, oh, yeah, we just got this new shipment into the gallery. It's like, then why aren't you displaying the art in the gallery and not in your house? Yeah, she might be buying stuff for the gallery. (laughs) So she's hanging up this mask and Buffy walks in and Joyce is like, do you like the mask? And she's like, mom, the mask is angry. It wants the room to suffer. (laughs) (laughs) It is a pretty scary mask. It's terrifying. I don't. I wouldn't want that in my bedroom, even without the whole supernatural part of it. It just doesn't. It's not my style. No. Um. So Buffy gets Joyce's permission to leave, so she can go track down her friends. Um. Joyce asks, "Will you be slaying?" And she says, "Only if they give me lip." (laughs) (laughs) Um. So let's see. So Buffy is like walking around town and she goes after what she thinks is a vampire, but it turns out to be Xander. He's like in a, in a dark coat with the mm. collar turned up and it's trying to be cool. <laughs> yep. But also it's kind of like a subtle jab, jab because like Buffy has already like established that vampires don't dress cool because they are vampires yeah. and live underground. So she sees Xander's like, Oh, that guy's a vampire for sure. Um, let's see, we find out that Xander's code name is Nighthawk. Oh, I love it so much. It's just hysterical. Um, the Scoobies have walkie-talkies that they use when they're out slaying. Buffy ends up saving the gang from a vampire. Uh, they seem relieved, but not overly excited to see her at first, which is just like, I don't know. There's, there's an aspect of this episode that I really don't like, which I'll get to later. Right. Um, so the gang brings Buffy to Giles' apartment. And she's super nervous to see him. Um, she's like, what if he's mad at me? <laughs> um, so dad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
she knocks on the door, he answers it, and he's just incredibly relieved to mm. see her. Like, you can see, like, all of the stress that he's been carrying around as he's been searching for her just kind of, like, be taken off of his body. Right. And he says, welcome home, which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, the Scoobies want to know what she's been up to, but Buffy isn't very forthcoming, and Giles says that they should give her a minute to settle in before they start grilling her. Um, Oz kind of slips into the conversation that Buffy isn't wanted for murder anymore. <laughs> She's like, like so that's oh, good. good. It was such a drag. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if anybody could deadpan that information, it would be Oz. Though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> He's like, oh, by the way, you're not wanted for murder anymore. She's like, great. Um, Buffy says that she just wants to get back to her normal life with her friends in school, but she still expelled. Joyce already has an appointment to meet with Snyder to try to get her back into school. Um, let's see. Buffy and Joyce meet with Snyder. Snyder doesn't want to let Buffy back into school, but Joyce tells him that he doesn't have the right to keep her out. Um, which, I mean, he kind of doesn't because she's, I mean, she's not guilty for the murder. She's right. not guilty for the attack. The The ground that he was standing on to it's, it's kick her out of school yeah. no longer exists. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see. Joyce says she'll go all the way to the mayor if um, she has to in order to get Buffy back into school, which I'm not sure what kind of control uh, the mayor has over the school system. And also because of what we learn about the mayor later in this season, uh, yeah. I don't think he would have helped. <laughs> I want to reach out to the superintendent of schools. Yeah. <laughs> or like the school board or yeah. not the mayor. <laughs> What's the mayor going to do? Um, let's see. Uh, Buffy meets Joyce's friend Pat. Pat is hands down one of the most annoying characters in this entire season. <laughs> or no, it's the entire series. I'm sorry. Right. She's just so annoying. Um, so let's see. Uh, apparently they, uh, Pat and Joyce were close while Buffy was away. Joyce invites the Scoobies over for dinner the following night. Buffy's not sure about it, but agrees. While down in the basement getting the company plates, Buffy finds a cat that apparently died in the basement. They bury it in the... It looked like they buried it in, like, the front yard under a bush. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's just weird. Um, that night, the mask Joyce hung up in her bedroom brings the cat back to life. Uh, it's, just, it's nice. It's good. Yeah. I mean, no one wants um, to see the cat be dead, so... Yeah zombie cat right uh so let's see joyce is having a hard time finding somewhere for buffy to go to school she wonders if buffy could tell a few people that she's the slayer so that they would understand why she gets in trouble so much and that she's not a bad kid it's like yeah i wish i could <laughs> yeah um make life and a lot easier like, yeah uh joyce starts talking about sending her to like parochial per wow can i not say the word Help me, Brian. What does she say? Uh, Catholic. Oh, yeah. Just... Is it parochial? Listen, I never had to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, she starts, um, and, and Buffy's like, you mean like with plaid skirts? An all-girls school? Hmm. Why do you hate me? <laughs> but yeah, so um, there, there's that subplot about Buffy not being able to get back into school and Joyce trying to find somewhere else for her to go. Hmm. Um, let's see. The dead cat runs into the Summers' house. <laughs> they call Giles to come and help remove it. <laughs> I'm like, why couldn't 
Buffy do that? Why do they call Giles? Because it's gross. <laughs> um, Giles sees the mask while he's removing the cat. Because uh, the cat ran like into her into the house and then up to uh, Joyce's bedroom. Mm. To the mask. You like, wanted to put the mask on. Yeah. Um, let's see. Buffy wants to go with Giles to help investigate what's happening with the cat, but Giles has to break it to her that she's not allowed on school property since she's mm. been expelled. Fair. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, this is one of my favorite scenes. The Scoobies are uh, discussing the dinner at the Summers' house that night. Mm. Oz is trying to figure out if it's more of a gathering or a hootenanny. <laughs> yeah. And he says, hootenanny. Whole lot of hoot, which is a little bit of nanny. <laughs> Love it. Oh my god! Um, but they're trying to figure out like what to bring for food or whatever. Mm. Um, they're worried about talking to Buffy. They don't want to talk about the past few months. Um, and figure Buffy clearly doesn't really want to talk about that either. They mm. decide to turn the dinner into a party with music and dancing instead. So they hijack the party. Yeah, they're like uh, let's not make the like let's not actually talk. We'll just party. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Joyce invited Pat to the dinner. Lots of people show up. Buffy tries to talk to Willow about how she was hoping the night would just be, you know, a big group hang session mm. with just them. Um, but Willow either can't or claims she can't hear Buffy over the band playing. Uh, the mask starts to bring other dead people back to life. The, zo- the zombies start heading toward the Summers' house as they are drawn to the mask that brought them back. Mm. Joyce and Pat are having a conversation in the kitchen. Buffy catches just the wrong part of the conversation where Joyce says that she's struggling with Buffy being home. Between that and her friends not seeming to want to spend time with her, Buffy decides that she can't handle being home and tries to take off again. Yeah. Uh, which, like, I, I gotta I gotta have sympathy for Buffy here because it's like... She's catching all of the wrong parts of conversations and it just makes it... She must feel like nobody wants her around mm-hmm. and it would be better off if she just took off again. Right. Um, so let's see. Uh, Giles finds the mask in a book. He tries to call, but the party interferes with him being able to communicate with all the Scoobies. He heads to the Summers' house um, and he's like talking to himself in the car as he's driving. He's like, don't you like my mask? Isn't it pretty? It raises the dead. Americans. <laughs> I love that line from Giles so much. I love his little like car too. It's so great. Just want to give a shout uh, out to his shitty little car. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Giles realizes that the mask is strong and is bringing dead people back uh, to life from far away from the house. Um, he like almost gets attacked, but then. Like, I think he hits somebody with his car, gets out because he feels really bad. They mm-hmm. stand up and start trying to attack him. He ends up, for whatever reason, dropping his keys outside, having to hotwire his own car. This is a very, uh, I don't know if you watched The Walking Dead, but this is a series of events no, that would not. happen on The Walking Dead. So everyone's dumb when it comes to slow-ass zombies, apparently. I don't do zombies. Yeah. I don't I do not do zombie movies. I don't do zombie TV shows. Well, this episode, though, is exception. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, small rant. There are two episodes in the Buffy Angel universe that deal with zombies. This mm-hmm. is the one in the Buffy um, series, and there's one one other in Angel. Yep. I can deal with demons, vampires, whatever in movies. I cannot deal with zombies, and I blame Joss Whedon because he did not prepare me for zombies. 
<laughs> we need more. Even though Giles said there'd be zombies, there's a significant lack of zombies. Yeah. So. Uh, so back at the Summers' house, Willow catches Buffy packing. They finally start talking. Um, Willow tells Buffy about how, you know, there's a lot of scary stuff going on in her life and it's it's hard not having your best friend there to talk to about it. She's, you know, she's got a boyfriend who's a werewolf and she's got this magic stuff going on and, mm. you know, they're in senior year, her classes are hard and she wants her best friend there to talk about all that with. Um, and she's like, you know, it's it's hard dealing with all this by myself because Buffy really is like her best closest female friend Mm um so let's see um joyce comes in starts going on the attack because she can see that buffy's planning to leave again this basically turns into a big argument with all the scoobies getting involved and joyce yelling at buffy for leaving and buffy yelling back at them about how none of them understand what she's going through and it's like the argument starts in her bedroom with her and willow and then somehow evolves into all of them down in the living room mm. and all of these party goers are just kind of standing around like, I have no idea what's going on, but these mm. people are fighting and it's the only thing going on. So yeah. I'm just going to pay attention to that. And Xander and Buffy and, um, are about to throw hands. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Cordelia actually steps in and defends Buffy mm. saying like, you guys are all attacking her. Uh, Oz tries to step in and Willow tells him to, you know, let them go, let them fight. Um, if talking isn't working, then maybe, maybe might as well try some violence. Um, and as soon as she says, might as well try some violence, the first zombie crashes through the picture window of the living room. (laughs) Willow's like, this isn't what I meant. (laughs) And a fight breaks out between the zombies and the party goers. Right. So this is full on zombie movie now. Zombies breaking in Night of the Living Dead style. Yeah, it's not great. No. <laughs> um, so Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Joyce end up running upstairs. They find Pat dead in the hallway. I'm not sure what killed her. Um, and so, they yeah, bring her God, into Joyce's honestly. bedroom with them and lock themselves in. Mm. Giles finally arrives, fills in Oz and Cordelia that the zombies are attracted to the mask. So all of the zombies are basically trying to get up to Joyce's bedroom, where... Uh, Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Joyce and have locked themselves in with the dead Pat. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, if one of We find out if one of the zombies puts the mask on, they become the zombie demon mm. that's like trapped in the mask. Uh, the mask brings Pat back to life and she puts on the mask. The other zombies are scared of her. And uh, Xander has a great line to Joyce. He says, "Generally, uh, generally speaking, when scary things get scared, not good." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So let's see. Buffy and the zombie demon Pat fight. Buffy puts the shovel through the mask's eyes, and all the zombies disappear. Uh, the Scoobies regroup in the destroyed living room. I have a note in here about what happened to all the random party people. They bailed. They didn't want to help. I guess. Yeah, I, and like all the zombies disappear, so it's like if people got killed at that party and returned zombies, they're just gone now. Mm-hmm. Gone forever. <laughs> Again, it's the influence of the Hellmouth. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, the Scoobies all kiss and make up. All is forgiven. Uh, Giles goes to Snyder. Giles threatens him. <laughs> um, 
he or he threatens to go to the state supreme court, mm. but Snyder says he isn't convinced. So Giles resorts to threatening violence, and we see a little bit of that old Ripper come out. Yes, love it. Yeah. So my issue with this episode, mm-hmm. I like this episode, right. but I find it incredibly frustrating. Okay. Because honestly, like, and Passion of the Nerd makes this point a lot, and. I completely agree with him. I would be fine watching an entire episode of just these characters sitting around a table talking. I think it would be like, I I am fine with just watching them interact because at this point I love these characters so much yeah. and their, their um, interconnecting friendships and relationships and like just watching them sit around the table in the library is interesting to me because they usually are talking about something interesting. Yeah. So, when you have episodes like this, where it's all really based around this plot of them not communicating and them having a hard time talking to each other. Buffy doesn't want to talk about, you know, when she was in LA, the group doesn't want to talk about when she was gone. Mm. Um, And having that be a roadblock for them talking about other things like, you know, Willow wanting to talk to Buffy about what's been going on in her life since Mm. Buffy's been gone. Right. And I just, I have an issue with, you know, these characters that I, I love and adore so much not communicating. Mm. It's just, it's frustrating to me. I'm like, if you would just open your mouth and talk to each other. Right. Sometimes it's just life though, right? Like so many times it's like people just talk to each other. Stuff can yeah, but, get, you know, sorted out. But Buffy has this whole thing about like, oh, well, you just wouldn't understand. Mm. And Willow makes a great point. And she's like, that's because you won't tell me anything. Right. It's like, these are your best friends. If you're not going to talk to somebody, like if you're going to talk to anybody about something like this, mm. it should be your best friends. Also, your best friends have all of the context. They just don't know how exactly your fight with Angel ended. Right. So, I don't know. It just, it, I love this episode. Um, I gave it seven stakes and, you know... As far as Watcher Pass, it's a toss-up for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps to clear up a lot of, you know, leftover bad feelings um, after, like, Anne Mm -hmm. happened um, with the Scoobies. There are some great one-liners. It helps to explain Buffy starting to be on, you know, good terms um, with not only the Scoobies, but her mom and Giles as well. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it helps to get things back to status quo. Right. Yeah, I think... um... I gave it a six, but I I think maybe it's leading toward a seven now that we're kind of revisiting it. Um, but I, I liked it. Uh, I can see where your frustrations come from, though. And that's just like a TV trope, right? Like, yeah, no one ever talks when they when they should. So frustrating. <laughs> All right. So what's the next episode? Uh, that's actually oh, that's it the for that's this it video. for this episode. Oh my gosh! Woo-hoo! Completely <laughs> threw myself off. Well, all right. I think this was a really good one. Jill, where can they find you online if they're looking? Uh, so I am on Twitter at Jillian underscore Swan, and that's Swan with two N's. I almost never tweet, but feel feel free to go ahead and tweet me there. You got to start tweeting um, more. I just you guys got to get Jill to start tweeting more. Tweet about your favorite Maybe... shows. I, I tweet the, the most random crap on Twitter. It's fine. Yeah, I, I used to tweet Vampire Diary stuff a lot. Mm. Um, because I would I would interact with a show that did like an after show. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. And so like that was your way to get involved with the show yeah. was you could tweet the the host. Mm. Um, but then they stopped doing that and it was no fun anymore. Uh. But um, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll start tweeting funny lines as I'm watching episodes. Yeah, that's good. I had a whole uh, a whole thing of every famous person who was not famous when they were on Buffy <laughs> pinned on my Twitter. Um, and yeah, do you have any shout outs you want to give before we head out? Uh, yeah. So occasionally you can. Uh, I'm either involved in or at least in the uh, the live chat over on Twitch. Um, at on the Grassblock UK channel, so go ahead over there and say hi and uh, let us know that this is how you got there. Yeah, I don't know. and uh, <laughs> you might see me in the chat over there too, so you can you know see some awesome gameplay, chat with everyone you like from this show, and be a fun time. So you can follow me on Twitter at the Fake Bmar. That's B M A R R. Uh, of course, the channel's on Twitter at WG Everything, at, on Instagram at Wicked Good Everything, on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Good Everything, the main channel, youtube.com slash Wicked Good Everything, this channel, once we get to 100 subscribers, but who knows, maybe by now, it's like airing a month after we record it, maybe we have it by then, uh, we're looking for that custom URL, but for now, uh, you can just tell your friends and family, rate us on iTunes, and we will see you in the next episode. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. The fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.